listening to WHRW This program may contain language or material that may be considered offensive. The views expressed are those of the engineer and their guests and may not reflect the views of the management of WHRW or of other WHRW station members. Therefore, we advise you to carefully consider whether you or your children should listen. And I know just where I stand Another serenader And another long-haired band Today I am your champion I may have won your hearts But I know the game you forget my name And I won't be here in another year If I don't stay on the charts I am the entertainer And I've had to pay my Ah, but still they come to haunt me Still they want their say So I've learned to dance with a hand in my pants And I rub my neck and I write them a check And they go their merry way Binghamton, and welcome to County Speak once more. I'm your host, Max Gutman, and this is Friday afternoon. We have a very interesting show today, actually. I'm slightly impressed. Today we have on, what is your name, sir? Mark And what is your role in city government? Uh, Deputy Mayor, City Binghamton. Very good. And, of course, we can't just have on the Deputy Mayor. We also have to have on a local citizen, a friend of County Speak, Someone who has been here before. What is your name, Miss? Ethel Hill. As she found me. I was right down here in the control room, and she walked right in. Of course, this is a forum of, oh, we'll call it politics today. I don't like doing that, but whatever Benita wants, Benita gets. <laughs> I love that laugh. We're going to discuss the Neighborhood Assembly Initiative. But before we do that, we're going to get into, sir, yes. Mr. Deputy Mayor, Tell us about the upcoming trip to Albany. 
That is the, are you referring to the neighborhood uh, watch conference in Albany? That's uh, May 24th. Uh, when we uh, and went around and uh, hosted forums within the different neighborhoods, there are eight different neighborhoods in the city of Binghamton. The Mayor Ryan um, had these uh, formats in which residents could express their concerns and also then break out into work groups about how to resolve uh, some of these challenges. And what we heard repeatedly was uh, concerns about public safety and residents' interest in reviving neighborhood watch groups and what the mayor did was found out that there was a statewide neighborhood watch conference going on in Albany May 24th he partnered with a US Attorney's Office in Syracuse and was able to uh, secure some funds to provide the opportunity for 20 residents to attend the conference so the bus is about uh, I think there are still about six seats remaining and uh, we're taking registrations or, or reservations up until next Friday. And there are also three police officers. The acting chief, Joe Zakuski, will be joining the residents. So really showing from, even from the, just the attendance that this is a way to hopefully improve the dialogue and cooperation between residents and the police department. Thank you. Sir, clearly we are at a crossroads. It was a long answer. And <laughs> it gave me a lot of time to develop my thoughts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Clearly, we are at a crossroads in terms of our, well, I don't want to call it the justice system here, but in terms of public safety and resident initiatives and crime, mm -hmm. I believe we recently, are we undergoing changes within our, well, within the police staff, mm -hmm. the staffing? Yes. Um, back in uh, March, I believe it was March, March 13th, uh, the uh, chief John Butler uh, re uh, resigned, and uh, we have uh, appointed uh, Joe Zakuski, who is the assistant chief, uh, to be the acting chief while we went through a very comprehensive uh, selection process, and we are very close to, we actually completed our final interviews uh, just yesterday, and residents of Binghamton and the greater Binghamton area can expect an announcement uh, very shortly. Well, very good. Well, this is all well and good, but we have a neighborhood assembly initiative. Can mm -hmm. you please explain that? Sure. It, it really is an effort to invite the residents into the uh, planning and decision-making process of everyday governance. Um, it, it's a model of a, a deliberative democracy, participatory democracy, in which too long we've had a politics of exclusion, in which uh, policies had been implemented and pursued by a few uh, that benefited the few at the expense of the many. And we know that there's a great deal of, uh, I think, apathy and I would even call it disgust in the integrity of politics today. <coughs> and the best way to, um, I think, mend that and to change that is to sincerely invite residents into the democratic process. Uh, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. We do have to uh, honor the efforts that have been put forth by citizens thus far in just the first uh, six weeks. It's been amazing. It's been very inspiring. And uh, Mayor Ryan is committed to uh, whenever residents get together, organize around solutions, he's going to be there to assist. Well, you used the words amazing. Mm -hmm. These are your words. What exactly, how do you qualify these words? I, I mean, in reading the paper, the Press and Sun, we're still seeing stabbings. Mm -hmm. We're still seeing, well, abductions, an increase still in the amount of meth production in the area. Mm -hmm. 
not only this. Actually, I think Broome County has the uh, unenvious distinction of being maybe the first or the second uh, uh, kind of meth, ca meth county in the New York State. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a problem. Yes, it is a problem. In fact, methamphetamine is going to be the focus of the Neighborhood Watch conference on May 24th. Um, I'm, I'm quite serious. You're looking at me as if you think I'm kidding. <laughs> Go onto the city website, look at the conference schedule. Well, what exactly is the Neighborhood Assembly Initiative going to do? Mm -hmm. uh, this may be the topic of conversation, but exactly what is the initiative? Well, the topic of conversation isn't limited to public safety, Max. I just want to uh, clarify that. It is whatever the residents are concerned about. But in um, terms of public safety. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of public safety, again, I, I would encourage uh, the residents, uh, those who have Internet access, to visit City of Binghamton's website, cityofbinghamton.com. The only reason why I suggest that is because what we've been doing is posting the meeting minutes of all of the different work groups from the different neighborhoods because we want to make sure that the residents see that, you know, after this first assembly, the residents have been committed to organizing and pursuing solutions and they, we are, want to acknowledge their efforts and to invite others into the process. Um, so you can go to some of the public safety work groups, for instance, and on the west side they've met with a couple of the members of the CRT team, for instance. Um, they are talking about neighborhood watch programs. Over on the north side, the public safety group um, has also talked, uh, in, in just, I think it was a couple days ago, they had Sergeant Whalen, who uh, is focused on the neighborhood watches, and also Sergeant Bracco, who is uh, sergeant of the community response team. Both of them were in attendance. They talked also about ways in which they might use the Liberty substation um, in cooperation with the police perhaps turning that into a youth community center. But I, I want to be very clear about something because you bring up a very important point. Public safety. Public safety. What exactly is, is Public safety is not limited to the police department alone. Public safety also includes uh, restored neighborhoods, uh, revitalized housing stocks, improved infrastructure, uh, creative opportunities uh, and mentoring programs for our youth involves economic opportunities. Uh, if we don't include all of these elements into a comprehensive strategy, then we're not really going to improve public safety. Well, it's great that you're discussing it. Particip per, excuse me, participatory democracy initiatives, people talking, websites. These are all great things. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to acknowledge them, although I sort of reduced them in my speech right now. I'm <laughs> just going a to bit. just a little bit. However, in reading the paper, I discovered that Binghamton Police Force actually purchased tasers. Mm -hmm. Now now, in terms of upgrading our weaponry mm -hmm. in fighting crime, aren't we also just accounting for the fact that crime will increase as well and we're just going to offset the crime with more advanced weaponry. Now, exactly, isn't this self-defeating? I'm not, I'm not sure I understand your question, nor would I kind of make the connection as such. I, I think that what uh, the interest in the tasers has, has been a preventative measure. One other tool that police officers can use um, in, in any incident that may turn tragic. And as we saw the first day, in fact, of this administration, um, there was an incident with, uh, with uh, a gentleman who was, uh, had mental disorders, and he was um, killed. Um, he was uh, attacking or, uh, uh, the police officers with a gun, or excuse me, with a knife. Had they um, 
possessed tasers at that time, perhaps that incident wouldn't have happened. So I wouldn't say that in, in uh, procuring preventative measures that you are anticipating and welcoming an increase in crime. Um, I also think that, again, you're dismissing uh, the, the, the most important correlative to increase in crime, employment. If we, the most important one, no matter what anybody says, it's employment. Look at the, look at these statistics models and the, the studies clear across the board. So what we need to do is focus also on how are we going to uh, Im improve the economic opportunities for residents here in the Binghamton. Of course, but we also need residents to have jobs. We have a declining population and that just isn't helping. But it's very interesting that you note the, the gentleman, I actually read that in the paper, the gentleman who had um, a mental disorder, Benita. Yes. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing okay. Now, in our last show, actually two shows ago, the one you were on, you discussed your recent trials and tribulations with schizophrenia. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, would indeed. you indeed, indeed, Benita, if you could tell the deputy and the people of Broome County in the Southern Tier, give us a brief two-sentence synopsis of exactly what you went through. I went through chronic hallucinations and uh, suffer a great mental, you know, strife. But now, um, with the help of medicines and good psychiatrists and doctors, I'm doing a lot better and lots of, no, lots of prayer. Good for you. Thank you. Benita? And I think, you know, can I touch on that very quickly? Is that that, that, that also, I think, illuminates that, that incident? Um, that there is. There is a health care crisis in this country. There is a mental health care crisis in this country. And uh, what the mayor has expressed repeatedly is that we see a federal uh, government whose priorities seem out of line with the community needs. Um, more and more resources are going towards uh, militarism and less and less resources are going towards rebuilding our domestic economy and investing in our communities and our people. Oh, we can't attack Pataki just yet, sir. He's not out. Benita. <laughs> I wasn't attacking Yes, Pataki. sir. I said that. Federal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Benita. Yes, sir. As a woman with struggling with mental disorders, do you really think that the city needs to purchase tasers in case, let's say, you ever had to get taken down? Uh, I don't know what that is, but uh, I don't think it's really necessary by what I'm understanding. Let's say you had an episode. <coughs> Do you think it would be necessary for the city police force to use tasers? No. No. I think the question, Mac, should be um, were we to ask Mr. Sablich, would he like to be shot or would he like to be hit with a taser? That could, the way you're framing the question, I think, is a bit unfair. I guess I'd rather be hit with a case or whatever that is. Thank you. It's a human. In my opinion, getting stunned by a taser or being shot, it's a really a question of human human rights. It, it's a it's a human it's a human rights. I'd rather be personally shot in the leg than humiliated in front of my local townspeople being tased. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it's so somewhat... I think what you have to understand, too, that this, this is a very... You're bringing a good point that this is a dangerous tool, and the training... It's not even very safe in, in most regards, actually. In fact, if Benita actually was suffering, if she was suffering from... If she had a heart condition... Right. 
or let's just say, what if she, uh, what if she, uh, you know, let's just go with the heart condition. I'm looking at her, and I really don't want to well, divulge too much information about her. She lives about well, a block we, away we, from we me, and who knows what she'll do. We don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to uh, step around this with innuendo. We can say quite clearly that uh, the tasers have been involved in some tragic incidents as well. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it is another preventative tool that the officers can use. And if, they, if, the, tr if the officers are trained in how to use it, uh, what's interesting, too, this technology um, actually records exactly when it was used for how long it was on, so there can't be, no, uh, there can't be any misuse. Uh, and I also throw out whenever people are very suspicious or speculative about the use of this weapon, I say, Ithaca Police Force uses this. Now, Ithaca's seen as this bastion of progressivism, but yet they have used it to great success. Why? Because you provide training and you, you ensure that this is a preventative tool and that's it. Well, sir, we can't follow Ithaca's model in every regard, can we? No. No, we can't. But we can certainly borrow ideas. Cities are a marketplace of ideas. And what you should do is, is be uh, humble enough to look around and harvest from that what works and what is successful. <clears throat> so what are we doing about our meth problem here? That's something that uh, the, the police force would be better informed about. I do know that our code team uh, recently went to a very rigorous training uh, in how to identify certain houses as meth labs. As soon as that incident happened over on Conklin Avenue, in fact, the police force uh, um, contacted the same groups who did the training, and now they're going to go through that. I think it, it, it might even be happening on a countywide effort. I don't want to give any misinformation. But uh, the police force are definitely uh, inquiring into how they can improve their abilities to uh, attack this and to uncover it. And I think that the Neighborhood Watch Conference will also inform residents how they might be able to note certain peculiarities in their neighborhood to ward off this uh, epidemic, if we want to call it that. I don't want to divulge too much information about my political leanings. However, I do know we cannot rely completely and solely on these neighborhood initiatives. Oh, we do have to rely on our police force. Sure. And it was very interesting that you note that you know residents could spot out, and we will hope to look for that. But interestingly enough, on my last show, we actually had on a crossing guard. Mm -hmm. And the crossing guard was a recovering alcoholic and drug user. And it came to the came to my attention 